Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Phoenix Rods and Viking Heads. Check out Phoenix Rods at phoenixrods.com or on Instagram at phoenixrods. Check out Viking Heads at Viking Head Bait Co. on Instagram or check them out at Performance Tackle. Um, today we have the owner of DRT, which is Tamoya, and I'm going to try to get this name right. Shouldn't be that hard. Shirakara. Shirakara, I hope. Hope I didn't mess it up, Tamoya. And we also have um, our translator, which he did an amazing job, is uh, Kengo Akiyoshi. So we did it on Zoom, uh, Skype, Zoom, whatever you want to call it. And uh, it was, it was, it was a, it, we tried to do the best we can. It was about an hour and something, but it came down to 49 minutes after ch- changing all the translation stuff because Tomoya doesn't speak English. So uh, it's a great podcast. There's a little bit of language barrier, so it was hard to get some of the questions through, but uh, still came out really good. A lot of cool history on DRT as well. So I want to thank both of them for coming on. Um, we also have them as a Patreon sponsor this month. So last month's uh, gifts went out already. The Viking took care of it on Valentine's Day for you guys. And uh, this month is sponsored by DRT. And you guys can see those packages online. They're big ones. You get a lot of cool stuff. And if you want to help support the podcast, you can go to the Patreon and you can sign up. Um, if you also like to support the podcast, this would help even more. Just go to Performance Tackle and buy some Viking heads and try them out. Uh, we'll have a ton at PCS show, so I hope you guys are coming to the PCS show this year. Not only that, I'll be hosting a seminar every day on the wall. So if you guys are into fishing of the break wall, I'm going to have some of the best on there. I think we're going to have um, Bobby will be there, Matt Cobseff, Chris Lillis is going to be there one day, uh, Joe Gata from Performance. Um, I still got to hit up a couple more guys, Cody, Code Green. Um Mike Stanbridge, I mean, I got it's going to be really good. It's going to be a different panel, a couple different guys every day, and we'll also be doing the 300th episode on stage. So, if you guys want to come and check out the podcast, we'll be doing a uh, pretty cool thing with the 300th episode on stage. So we'll be talking to some of the guys on there. I think Decker, Lannis, Fine, Bobby, and Garrett, and maybe some other guys. So we'll be going up there talking about some old stories. Um, I'd like to encourage people to come out to the 300th episode. It's going to be really cool. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know if there's going to be a 400th episode. So it'd be cool to see all the people that have been listening for a long time that live in SoCal come out and support a lot of these guys, especially if you're in the Calico uh, realm, because a lot of these guys have been a big game changer for the Calico fishing you know, scene. So uh, you'll get to hear him on stage. Uh, Uncle Bing Bong will be down. Caesar from Toxic will be at the to- uh, the Viking head booth selling some gear as well. Um, so, and I think he's also has a seminar going on, so it's going to be really cool. So it'll be a lot of cool speakers. Uh, big Rob is going to be there doing for a uh, bottom dweller. You're going to have, I think Butch is going to be up there. There's going to be a ton of great speakers. So come down, hang out. Uh, we'll grab some beers, shoot the shit. And, uh, I hope you guys like this episode. We'll also have some shirts available. So, uh, come down. It'll be fun. And uh, next week will be jazz, and I got the schedule coming up after that. So hope you guys like this one, and uh, see you later. Great. 
All right, welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Uh, this is everybody knows I hate doing Zoom, but I don't have any way to get to Japan. So uh this is with DRT and it's with Tomoya and is it Kengo? Yes. Okay. Uh Tomoya, Kengo, Tomoya, you started DRT, correct? Yes. And Kengo, what do you do at DRT? I do actually I got hired as employee. Okay. And work and uh, working for all kinds of stuff for like USA stuff. Okay. And also um, yeah, wrapping rods and shipping. Yeah. Okay. I do kind of thing. You do a little bit of everything. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk about um how you guys grew up and and what you know how you got into fishing, both of you guys. Okay. And, uh, it seems like music might be something you're interested in too, right? Yeah. Because they're big into like me punk or stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead and maybe if you, if we could start with uh, you and then work to tomorrow either or, and uh, kind of explain you know where you grew up, how you got into fishing, kind of stuff like that. Oh, I'm gonna translate. For no him. problem, not a problem. He's from uh, Mie City in Japan, and it calls a Yokoichi City, Yokoichi town, and he he grew up in like Oceanside. Okay. And um was was there a, a main lake by him that he grew up by like a main place that he fished when he was little he used to fish at like ocean and also like a like a small pond when he was when he was younger um yeah, when after, he was younger okay when when did uh when did uh his uh mindset change to focus on largemouth bass more so he started bass fishing when he was eight years old. Mm -hmm. Did uh, when did uh after he started bass fishing, when did he uh take it very seriously? When it became his, like a like his main interest. He got him. He got him uh into the bass fishing mainly uh, like when he was uh ten years old. Okay, and he took it very seriously. Like it was uh where he was um like uh researching uh you know finding new baits changing reels stuff like that when he was 10. like you said very taking started taking very serious maybe he maybe like 15 okay 15 years ago okay so, so like, uh, by the time he started making uh the lure and all kind of fishing tackle like a uh, rods and baits what was the first thing that uh made you want to make a bait what was your first attempt at a bait and what made you want to make something he said uh there's no there was nothing he he wants to use like all kind of fishing tackle and mm -hmm. and he, that that made him to make his own like a special like a fishing tackle what what was the first item that he made it's a, a little it's a long time ago but when he was so little he 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 always loved like all kind of custom customizing his own stuff mm -hmm. and just like that just like that I mean, like when he was like 10 years old and at the time he already started like customizing his like uh fishing grip mm -hmm. and by himself then maybe because of that maybe uh the way he's getting getting more like into the bass fishing then start making more and more and more 
And like I told you, so there was nothing he wants to use, like then that makes uh the make that okay. makes once like there's nothing his style that he wanted to yeah, use. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Okay, so what was what was the first um how would I put this easily? What was the first uh bait or our rod or whatever it was that became DRT? What what triggered it? What was the thing that he made? You know, like what did he put out first as DRT? So before he started DRT, he used, he used to uh uh he used to had uh own like a custom custom rod ground. A rod, a rod fishing rod. Rod, rod fishing rod. So rod. then his then uh Tamoya's first first adventure would be custom rods. Yes. Okay. Great. And and like just taking order from the customers what uh, and just following customers' requests and to build the rod. That was the first the before the DRT start. Okay, so the rods was number one. Then number it one. became yeah. big. Okay, great. Now it helped a lot get down the path. <laughs> <laughs> um what um what triggered you to start a rod company first so he's the reason he started the custom rod brands just he at the time he didn't want to make the lower first he he just wanted to make the rod first okay he he started the custom rod business first and then maybe after that maybe he started making doors and all something what what uh, kind of blank did he start with for uh, his rods? Did he have a certain type of blank? And was there a signature that he did for his rods? Like, uh, are they down wrapped? Like, what was his first, um, you know, signature series What he, when he made them? So at the time, he wanted, like, uh, he wanted, like, a special, like, blank for for him. And then and looking for something the best for him. And then... For the first, he he had a G room, uh, G room is blanks or and then the second one, a Saint 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 Croix blanks. Okay. Um, and, it makes complete sense. I could kind of get it a little bit when he said G Loomis. I'm like, okay, it makes. I can kind of get where you're going with it too. As oh, well. okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, once he he picked out those blanks he was using in the beginning, did he get his own custom blank made or did he keep going with his, like uh? after that, did he go to a factory and go, Hey, this is the blank that I like. I want to make my own custom blank. Or did he keep with another blank? Oh, so, and then after that, so, Hold up, blank. so he made, he made the blank actually original oh, okay. for him. Like, so, so the blank is the, the first, uh, the first lot he released, mm -hmm. uh, name is a uh, crime. Before the Arctic release. Okay. That's a long time ago. Okay. This was what year was this? I think more than 15 <clears throat> years ago. Okay. And were these blanks and was his rod company focused on uh, big baits or was it just an all around conventional rod? He made it for <clears throat> a special, uh, the bank fishing in Lake Biwa and also like kind of heavy, like versatile. Okay, so maybe like a like a glide or a wake, something like that's bigger like that, or is it more of like a jig rod? You know? He made a two types first. Okay. Uh, the first one is a fast taper and the second one is like a regular tapers. 
Okay. Um, what was uh, after he made and released his first rod? Um, did he did he when he wanted to expand more? When did when did he move forward to uh, the bait side of the the business? Oh, so by uh, the by the make uh, the by the making rod his rod and also that made him to start make like making lures at the same time then so at the time also he was in a like a viva loco for really crazy about uh big swim baiting in japan okay and then those, those people made him to make the uh the big bait, i mean swim bait okay bait. so he was already uh fishing big baits at the time as well yes. tomorrow was yeah okay um was the rod company DRT or was it a different company first? Oh, uh, the different company first. Okay. I mean, what was the name of the rod. company? Was what? The customer. The rod company? Uh, no. Uh, Division. So, so, so. so the first brand name is Division. Division? Okay. Division Label Tackles. Okay. And then when did DRT start? Uh, so when he's. Uh, when he made the first lure, which is uh, the swim jig. Okay. It, it, uh, the name is Shadow Swim Jig. Mm -hmm. So, so when he made that swim jig and started business with uh, all the shop local shops, and and he, and also he started also same time he started making uh just he started changing the name and okay ERT and just took from the the uh the head letters uh division d mm -hmm. level uh level r and taco t so those three letters and drt great um so the swim jig was the first thing that that tomoya designed yes. for for drt yes okay and then um when i guess what made him i feel like drt has always it's something different so Ooh. like a ah. you have all the modes so mm. let's maybe talk about what was the first version he made of the like the tk series like tk or the the k9 or any of those what was the first bait clash nine is the first okay uh, uh, swim jig. the clash nine was that a resin to start with yes it was okay when well, he first designed the bait as mm -hmm. a resin bait did he have plans of making it a production model so to make it an actual a pvc injected bait so he also may he had he has made by legend and also the, all, all kinds of material stuff but th those things did uh those things didn't uh, well, uh those those things are not possible to make what which what he wanted to make that's why he yeah okay uh, so it, for the design he wanted a resin paint would never work uh, never. so he went I, straight to straight to there, there was never a, like a a resin version that was out of the of the tk or the canine i'm sorry it's always been the uh production version correct mm -hmm. okay great that's kind of where i wanted to get at which is a big jump for for a bait maker to go straight to go hey i got an idea and i'm going to put it out you know straight there then going, well, I'm going to test the waters with the resin and mm -hmm. then go there, you know, which is really cool now. But those things didn't actually couldn't make, couldn't make the real 
like an action what he wanted. Yes. Okay. So he had to make it that way. Okay. At the time, was there anything comparable to what you wanted? And did was he influenced by any baits that he saw that he liked? He didn't get the influences uh from other company, the brand, yours, but but he got influenced uh the his friend and local people. Okay. Yeah. So uh so when he made the uh the K9, um what made him think of a bait where you want everything in one? It's kind of hard to ask the question. You know how with I feel like DRT is the only bait that does everything. You could use that bait to fish every type. You don't need a glide and a wake, and you could do everything with the canine and, and a like, TK series. Like a multiple. Yes. So what what was the like what made him think I need to change the bill? I need to change. I know there was other companies that you could change tails, mm-hmm. but the bill and the modes, what gave him the idea to make, hey, let's do modes instead of just having one bait, you know? Oh, <laughs> just the reason he didn't want he was just kind of lazy. Profession. He didn't want to like, carry all, a lot of base. Yeah. Oh, no. Because it, yeah, because has a lot, so many options, right? It's just uh, di- there's a lip, uh, different types of lips and tail. So just just grab some lips and tail and do one bait. That's it. So okay, easy to carry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it. I mean that's that's a great. It's the perfect shore bang bait. Because I mean, when I go, I just care. I'll take that and just put it in my little case and. Yeah. You know, grab a couple beers, go fish. You know? <laughs> but, um, so after he, he first, uh, the, <laughs> if you guys didn't know, I, I love drinking. That's my thing. <laughs> um, so after the uh, the design of the K9, uh, like how how quick did it go from K9 to the TK? All the, the other baits, you know? uh, all the other, yeah. Uh, the and if you know some of this, you could answer it as well, you know. What did I know? He, do- he doesn't remember well, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't remember how long it takes each each base to make. Okay, but maybe, but the, the old baits at least take like a year, about a year, yeah. Do you were you, how long you been with the company for now, Kengo? What? Um, uh, yeah. Uh, almost two years. Two years. Do you remember when? Where, where did you work before DRT? How about that? Oh, I was in uh, USA. Oh, you were. Yeah, I was in. Mm. Uh, I actually. Before come back uh, back in Japan, I was in California for six years, and one year for Texas. Where did you stay in California? Uh, L.A. You did okay. Yep. So you were here for I, okay. I'm huge fan of uh, Casting Crown. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I always listen. Yeah, I'm. Uh, so you you uh, so let's go back to DRT. This okay. will be for you because you got to see like the introduction here. Because I felt like I did the podcast, and I think when I started, it's been almost five years. Mm-hmm. I remember when it got hot, like when it was really like, oh man, no one can get this bait. Do you remember the introduction here in the in the states when people started fishing and more, or who was the guy that kind of pushed it here as well? Oh, uh, actually, 
before the fish, actually, this is my story before the fishing. Mm -hmm. Main reason I went to USA was I just wanted to skateboarding in the You're LA. another skateboarder, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only reason I went. But in the first, so, so total six years in LA life, and uh, half three years, just mainly just, just keep skating. Okay. Were you living in LA though? Like in LA? In LA. Okay, so you were skating like some good yeah. stuff. They one and one of my skater friend who's a Japanese guy, same as me. Uh-huh. Actually he he loved fishing too. Then he told me where I can bass fishing. And I went there and I fortunately I got first fish. What was it a park lake? A park lake. A can <laughs> Okay, okay, nice. <laughs> and and at the time, so I was just uh, scrolling down Instagram randomly, and then I I saw one guy, just Asian guy, grabbing a big bass. Guess who was that? Who was it? He did so. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah, he was, he Is that so. okay? So you met Hideto before? Yes. He kind of, okay, great. Yeah, we've been friends before I joined the DRT. Okay, okay. So. And then I hit him up right away on a DM and he was like, okay, let's go fishing. And he took me to fishing. And also I still remember what he said to me at the beginning. Oh, Kengo, maybe if you keep fishing with me, you, you, you're going to be super addicted bass fishing. <laughs> oh, okay. Then now I'm crazy about it. Yeah. That's super cool. So when you, uh, did you did he introduce you to the, the DRT bait? Uh yeah, at the beginning, yeah. Okay. So I didn't know anything about bass fishing brand at the time. Hideto was already in a DRT crew. Oh, he was okay. He was already but beginning. Then he he showed me the, uh what the DRT baits are like tiny clutch K nine uh, shadow swim jig, and also I was able to get the DRT. DRT baits are the most efficient tackle at the time because not that much popular than right now. And I, I bought it myself and used it and, and started getting addicted. What, when did, uh, when did, so how long was, were all these baits kind of out in Japan before they got popular in, in, uh, here over here in the States? Actually, so maybe a long time ago in Japan, actually, Clash Nine and T, uh, Tiny Clash are not were not really popular. Really? Yeah. No. And also, always, oh, always, it was not popular, and no, no one buys. It. <laughs> always a lot of stock in the shop, local shops. What do and, you think the reason behind that? Ask him what the oh, reasoning behind. Oh yeah, that he, is. he already. Okay, great, great. So. So at the time, so that situation, so he he felt oh it's it's not really good for the business, and he and he started like uh, promotion stuff on a like a YouTube yeah YouTube like a movie stuff yeah yeah and, and so the movie and in the movie uh tempo no movie to have Instagram also the movie and also the Instagram and also in the movie. He got a ten a ten pounder bass. Also, that also affects 
a lot. <laughs> Did yeah. so was the the TK and the K9 more successful in the states then? Correct? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. So um why do you think the popularity didn't go because it was a smaller bait and people wanted something bigger? You know what I'm saying? So uh -huh. why is why is not popular at the time in Japan, right? Yeah, well, yeah, that's why. Yeah. Like we, I already told you that Clash series has like some multiple options, like a lip and different uh -huh. lips and a tail. So people thought maybe it's hard to use it. So they don't, they didn't know like how to use because so many, so many ways to use, right? That's why he started a promotion stuff on a YouTube video and also Instagram. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe, uh, the, uh, do you, uh, do you, have you seen the original tail for the clash? It's like a dolphin tail, right? Okay. Yeah. Like uh-huh. So that tail looks so weird than like other normal <laughs> big baits, right? Yeah. Normal ones like, you know, like thin, but the clash, uh, clash nine has like a dolphin. So it looks unusual yes that's why maybe people didn't want it <laughs> yeah i mean but that's always the thing is that you yeah until you fish something you see something and you go that's not gonna work and then you fish you go wow it works so when when did the demand start coming over and was he in shops early on in in, in america so when did when did the transition come to where he started selling him over here <laughs> he doesn't remember maybe seven years ago oh that's when and, and who uh i guess what shops did you go into and and how did you who was the connection over here how did you like move it over here uh you know what i'm saying so the first at the time i think the monster fishing tackle okay. had to in the drt baits first they, oh really and the and drt manager uh rafael okay he used to work there and that's how you got him into rafael did he did he you connect with him that way yeah okay great rafael won't come on the podcast <laughs> oh have you invited him he, no he he's he's great i love he's been a big help he just says <laughs> i don't want to talk <laughs> i want to see him on yeah I, i've tried like five times and he won't do it <laughs> it's a secret guy <laughs> he's kind of secret yes guy. very secret <laughs> yeah. he doesn't want like so, you know, public <laughs> <laughs> he's great he's a, he's been a big nice guy very yeah. nice guy you guys look uh locating i'm located about 20 minutes from la i'm in orange county oh orange county oh he my auto to so you 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 where you fished like i'm close you ever fish laguna lake yes i live about five minutes from laguna lake i live five minutes from there wow so i fish there a lot i used to fish there a lot yeah so then after after that first shipment do you remember for them at least when it started going oh man the tk and the k9 became very popular Oh. And does he remember the demands changing? How about that? You know, like where it was like, man, it's not really doing anything. And then suddenly it clicked and it all went. Uh, Actually, he he went with 
a lot of stocks over DRT base, like uh, including Clash Nine and Tiny Clash to the Monster Fishing Tackle. But mm -hmm. at the time, it was not really popular. So a lot there are so many stocks in the shops. Oh, then, was there? Okay. But so that's why at the time I I was able to get uh, to to buy the DRT base. Okay. But so this was. Now, do you yeah. remember the year you were buying them? Me. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think one, two, maybe the more than four years ago. Okay. I think four years ago. So when you came here to skate and yes. go and and you uh you started buying the bait, yes. what made you interested and what were you doing here for work? Did you come here to go to school or anything like that? Oh uh, yes, uh, as an international student. Okay. What was your major? Uh, after first, just first two years, I was studying at the English school for international student. Okay. And after that, I transferred to the city college, Los Angeles City College. Then my yeah. major was the business. Okay. I mean, it's marketing. Okay. So then you, you're doing kind of what you went, what you wanted to do with school. Yeah, kind of. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So then how did you hook up with Tomoya? Oh, so actually I uh so I told like I told you I I was in Texas for one year, right? Mm -hmm. So I after graduated college, I got hired by one of uh Japanese fishing company in Texas. That's why I moved to there. Oh, what company were you working in Texas? Uh, uh Hayabusa Fishing Company. Oh, really? Fishing hook company. So, so before back to Japan, I supposed to work at the main uh, headquarter in Japan. But actually, uh, yeah, a change, something changed. So I didn't work there. Okay. And so at the time, I was looking for a new job, and uh, I heard maybe they are. I I had like a feeling like maybe I. <laughs> I can work at DRT, maybe. <laughs> and actually, I DM Tomoya, the director in Instagram, and also, and when he talked to Hideto, then he Hideto, I think, recommended him about me. And okay. Got hired. Nice. Were yeah. you Were you excited to move back to Japan, or did you kind of like it here and want to stay here? Oh, I feel really ah uh, 50 50. really yeah i love actually i love working with everyone the drt it's really fun and always got a lot of motivations and always learning like a, a lot of new things about bass fishing mm -hmm. but i really miss uh, my friends in california and texas and also fishing environment like a like what it whatever like lake or ponds yeah. Did you feel like so were, you weren't fishing as hard until you came here when he did though kind of get got you into like really fishing. Now, yeah. the difference between the pressure of the lakes here to where you're at now, is Make it a big hard. difference of fishing pressure? So much difference. Do you yeah. What do you feel like the big difference is? なんか何がやっぱりビアコタアメリカ近くなんですよ。うんと、あ、だけじゃ、だけ 
Lake Biwa is very, so many like a big fish. And also the world record bass caught in Lake Biwa, right? Yes. But it's really tough, actually. Right, <laughs> yeah. They are very smart. And so many fishing, yeah, fishing people. And also, yeah, it's very hard. And also, it's kind of different type of like to approaching the fish than like a fishing in the USA. Like for example, like uh, have you seen a clutch joker, which yeah. is the wake bait? So for example, the if you fish with the joker, like it has a really like a uh, loud rattle in. Mm -hmm. So if you retrieve it, it goes like a. It's very, it's very loud, but here, that kind, that kind of fishing never work. So you, so joker, the joker, uh, maybe, um, so if maybe you should fish with the joker more like a, like a loud, you know what I mean? So you don't, you don't like the, the, the attention. Yeah. You want more stealth in Japan. Yeah, but here's like more like a more quiet and like more like a kind of silent. Mm -hmm. So like like go more slowly. Do you like, do you guys fish? Do you fish a lot slower then in in Japan? Well, like yeah, the guys you fish with here, like there's everyone. Do you so? Do you think? Do you feel like a lot of guys are maybe fishing the baits too fast here, possibly? And it's just and that would be a question for Tomoya because he designed it like when he designed the bait. Did you design, you know, with the thought of slow in the beginning, like you do your lakes? Or were you like, I want you to be able to fish it anyway? Uh, actually, so he made for Yogundi. Was Lake Bia for special first? Because he was fishing here, Lake Biwa. But actually, it uh, tried it in anywhere the different place in Japan, like a, a lake or ponds anywhere in Japan. It actually really worked well okay so, so the first design though did he i was in here like okay biwa. so that the design was the stealthness he wanted for for biwa yes. the way you guys like to fish it yeah. uh you know no no noise no clanking oh, yeah. very stealth okay when he designed the first uh the tks and the canines mm -hmm. did he have these lips in mind or did he kind of add on as he went so you know what i'm trying to say it's like i'm going to keep that slot there so i can keep adding 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 different you know can you <laughs> so, <laughs> so when he went in, in the original design, uh, you know where the bill goes in, uh -huh. was his idea to only have a couple different bills or did he want to have like to always be able to expand on the bait? Actually, he wants make some something like a very simple, not really like a complicated mm -hmm. because if, if there's so many options, maybe people get confused to fish what's what's what way is the best that situ uh, situations anytime so that's why he wants to make in a very simple that was the purpose time. of it is to be simple to where it's easy for a user to use any of it and they don't got to go well i got to break down you know so much um can we talk about your guys's like how about inventing new baits and i feel like that new bait, the the one, the uh, it looks like cloth almost. I seen well, videos of it. I forgot the name of the bait. Uh, the new one, one you 
The uh, one frenzy? No, the one that looks like crazy in the water. It's like, oh gosh. Oh, oh cloth bait. Yes. Mm-hmm. What gave him the idea of that? What was how, how do you get that idea? The idea came from when he had like a when he had a, like a like a the huge clothes that uh, looks like it imitated a fish. Like oh it's, I don't know, it's I don't know the name in English. Okay. Uh, let, let me search. <laughs> you see? Okay. It? Oh, okay. I the streamers. Imagine. Okay. Yeah, like a kite. Like a uh, kite. Uh, yeah, like a kite. Um, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. Kite. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he had the uh, large mouse bass version of that, and so the oyogasu. <laughs> so he he fished with it in the Lake Viewer when he was fishing on the boat. Sekai kiroku to onnaji size no bass koi nobori da. バス he bought uh, this same uh, same size of the uh, warrior bass mm-hmm. of the steamer then he thought maybe if if he if he fish with it maybe a super big bass might like, <laughs> right. like a warrior bass yeah he bought it and then try it so he was so when he was fishing with it, the steamer, he got so many chases. Really? Yeah. So so when he fished the this the uh the streamer, this was just like he picked it up like a yep. one and just and threw, tied on the uh and this, then threw some hooks uh, on it and he started getting followers. And started getting followers, and also <laughs> so when you when you see followers and then maybe you can you can you can see how how big are they just compare with the steamer okay and he was searching like his like world record bass sites mm-hmm. that's that's, that's think that's thinking outside of the box man i mean to pick up something off of the wall like, <laughs> i'm gonna try it and it <laughs> and it works so yeah. now he's he's actually made so that, something the frow idea came from that okay and has he put caught fish on that Yes, he had. What's the biggest fish he's caught on that? I think he had eight or nine. I think uh, that was eight or nine pound bass. Really? How was, often is, do you catch double digits over in Biwa? Is it pretty often or kind of rare? Maybe like... Mm, like maybe like a nine ten pounders nine maybe two eleven pounders or no not that much rare uh-huh but not easy you know you know yeah, yeah. but like a more than like a like teeners uh-huh teeners are really hard pretty rare okay yeah super rare like through the year maybe on only like a few times you'll see some on- 13s or 14s yeah. okay is is shore fishing way bigger than than boat fishing there uh yeah like biwa you get a lot of shore fishing yeah and yeah. Like he, he fish he fish a lot on the boat okay i do mainly bank fishing also kayak too okay yeah because i mean i've i the only person i know that's fished it has been chris and matt oh, okay you know that's that's it 
And I've talked to a couple other people, but I mean, it's, I heard it says a very big lake, right? So, I mean, it's kind of crazy, but what is the, uh, on the K9 and the, the, the TKs, do you guys know some of the biggest fish caught on those? Uh, let me ask Tomoya first. Okay. No oh, good. Yeah. So he's, uh, his big fish on K9 is 11 pounder and tiny crush at the K9. Maybe like a 10 pounder. Does he know customers? Like the does he know the biggest fish caught by anyone on those baits? You know what I'm trying to say? Uh like has someone like took in a picture and be like, hey, I caught a 15 or I've caught do they have any of those? Uh yeah, we've been seeing a lot customers. Really? Yeah, customers, do you, does he know the biggest fish the customers caught on his bait? Hmm? How big was that? It's really big. That's one. not the It's really big one. Let me calculate it. Uh, no problem. Because we scale by uh, uh, grams over time. So. Oh, so cost. Actually, don't really remember it was on a K9 or TK. Okay. But I think the biggest one my customer caught is 15 pounder. <sighs> I think was almost that? six. Was that in Japan? Was that where you guys are at? Or in America? Oh, it was. Yeah. They could oh, be. Wow. Wow. So, so many big monsters are there, but yeah. it's hard. You it's have hard. to be innovative, right? And keep changing, changing up a lot. Um, here's a question for Tomoya as a bait maker What's a big difference between the American made jointed like swim bait and the Japanese made? What do you see in a difference? Between bait makers, American and Japanese bait makers, uh, for swim baits, of course. I think the big difference is is maybe <clears throat> something controlling stuff, controlling things of the baits. Mm -hmm. So, for example, the clutch nine, yeah, it's able to control like very quick and like a all kind of motion. You know, yeah, like so. Oh, okay. So you're saying so more like. like like so you feel like japanese bait makers make their baits more versatile so where yeah. you can kind of do a lot where the americans wow. you'll see a glide that only does this glide mode more I like it only glides more but the japanese bait makers makes for make us more like like you said a versatile like more like like a slowly glides or fast cranking you could do a little bit of everything oh. You think that's because of the pressure you guys have and, and the lakes that you guys fish? It's just, you know, you have to be versatile where we can like take a, you know, a, a lake and kind of break that one bait down on it. Right. Yeah. I think you think uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. My opinion, I think. So. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure Tomoya will feel the same way. Is there any bait makers at Tomoya that he really likes or any new ideas he's seen come from us? You mean in Japan, right? No, in uh, America. I mean, like, America. Yeah, American. Yeah. American brand. Um, oh, he got influences. The Nate from Nate, Nate Bates. Nate's Bates. Okay. He likes Nate's Bates a lot. Yeah. That's one you, you, you guys. Do you guys fish a lot of other? Will he fish a lot of other baits other than his? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I do. Well, there's a big thing that Tamoya said. And I, I I respect him humongously for telling he did though. Hey, 
I don't want you to only fish the DRT. You got to get better. You fish everything, right? And I think that's a great uh, outlook for a businessman to have in a, in, a, in a company, you know, because you can't only fish one bait. That's impossible, you know. And, and you guys know, I'm sure there's times where you can't fish a DRT on, on Bilo, right? You got to um, fish something else. Yeah. Also, of course, we have to fish mainly on the DRT stuff. はい、はい、はい、はい、はい、はい、はい、はい、はい、はい、はい、はい、はい、はい、はい、はい、はい、はい、はい、はい、はい、はい、はい、はい、はい、はい、はい、はい、はい、はい、はい、はい、はい、は
Yeah, we do. You fish a little bit of everything? BTS とかでも結構釣りしますよね。しますします。Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it, that's the cool thing about the company is I feel like a lot of guys will only swim bait fish. That's it. Mm-hmm. Where,、uh, I mean,、uh, in, in America, you've seen it. There's guys that have never touched a conventional rod at all. And all they do is throw the swim bait, and that's it, you know? Yeah. And it's to go, you know, sometimes you can try some different stuff, like the VTSs or your guys' swim jig, you know, stuff like、mm-hmm. that. And you think that will produce just as well as a. A K9 or a TK, right? Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, it's cool to see that you're doing that. And、uh, it's cool to see all the people you help out over here as well. And I i completely appreciate all the help too, as well. And tell Tomoya that I, you know, it's a bit, the, the donation's a big deal for me. And I really appreciate it.、Uh, yeah. Because it's, yeah. So, back to the back to the thing of, uh, oh, The、uh, using the all kinds of stuff like a car base or soft base. The Tomoya does all kinds of stuff, right? So,、uh, Clash, Clash 9, TK, and the BTS series or whatever. But actually, the main fish he's aiming on is the same, same fish. But the, it's just a different, it depends on the, what, what those fish feeding. The base, like sometimes, like a like like a bigger size, like a rainbow trout, or sometimes like a very tiny, <clears throat> tiny fish. So, so it depends on those conditions. He he use it, he use a soft bait, like a BTS or crumb shell. He'll change, or, he'll change it to the conditions,、yeah. which is a good a good piece of advice, you know, because a lot so, of people and actually, he has a question for you guys. Uh huh. So, So, like you said, American people, like especially like a、uh, swim baiter, swim, swim bait guys,、uh-huh. they only do throw in the swim baits, right? All the time. Yeah. So, they do they care like uh, the, the baits, like uh, the bait size? Like, I mean, so they're, so for example, like、uh, when they're aiming the one big fish and those fish, Uh, feeding like a if like a big fish, I mean, a big size of the bait. If those, those big bat, I'm sorry, I'm confused. I know what you're exactly what you're saying. So, you're saying if if the say they're feeding on bait fish, they're not feeding on trout, but they're feeding on little tiny ones, but still, they want to keep some guys will force feed them the, the big bait. You、okay. know, that's the thing they, is, they is some, some guys will no, only、care. fish the big bait, only that's it. So,、uh, even though you know,、uh, yeah, me, I'll fish anything. I don't give, I'm fish anything. I don't care. <laughs> I fish everything. <laughs> he, he adjusts the bait size, depends on the condition and、uh, mm-hmm. how, uh, how the bass feed in it. But, but he loves, but he actually loves swim bait fishing mainly. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's his main choice of, of fishing, would be swim bait fishing. Makes complete sense. I mean,、um, do you guys can you get the rods in the US as well? Your guys' rods? Uh, Actually, the first Arctic rod went to the DRT USA maybe last、uh-huh. year. Okay. But only like a limited number. Like、uh, the hookup probably had it, right? 
and maybe uh, yeah, I, don't maybe, know I don't remember either. maybe Rafael does but I don't <laughs> no it's it's cool to see all your guys's product and uh I can't wait to see the new stuff it's it looks like it's gonna be awesome um next time you guys come out I'd love to get you in studio the whole crew oh and do it yeah you know if you come down again to you know around here or even if you go maybe if you go toxic day that'd be cool you know to to, to uh oh. to see you guys out there but I also also want to say thank you again very much for coming on. I I appreciate it. And tell Tamoya, thank you very much. I appreciate it for uh, helping out with the podcast. So actually, he's planning to go to a toxic day. Okay, great. We can announce it then on this. Hey, hey we're going to get drunk. We're going to get trashed. <laughs> trash means we're going <laughs> to... Yeah, we'll have a lot of beer. <laughs> but uh, I want to say thank you too for for helping uh, get this going. I appreciate it. And uh, everybody, check out DRT. It's you know, there's not another bait like it. I think it's pretty <laughs> cool, you know. And I appreciate they're also the Patreon sponsor this month. Uh, that helps us make the podcast go. So uh, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, thanks. We're good. We're done the podcast. I appreciate it.